There's another side to good health, and that's good mental health. Welcome to Group Golf Therapy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a fan. I'm a listener. I'm a fan of all of you individually as people and collectively as GGT. So it's an honor. Thank you. That's crazy. How did you even find us? So this is the first probably of many shout outs to her, but um, Charlotte Gibson actually told me about group golf therapy. And friend I of the Charlotte. pod. Let's go, Charlotte. Um, yeah, but I think you know, I connected with Drew on Instagram and then Brad, I'd met you. So it was destined to happen, you know? Oh, man. that's Instagram makes the golf world a really small, mm-hmm. small, small place. So we're thankful for it. It does. And I hope that as a as a new golfer and I want to get into this specifically like your journey into golf, but I would hope that we're a good resource for people who are just getting into the game, who might be figuring out what the relationship is like with the game of golf. That can be very tumultuous (laughs) to say, to say the least. Yeah. I think you're an excellent platform for just such an array of golfers. And, um, you know, I've listened to a bunch of episodes, but I do hope I can be an additional resource to any beginner golfers, especially female golfers, um, anyone in Southern California and the West side who wants to golf with me. Um, I know we'll, we'll talk about it more, but, uh, it's definitely been a journey. I still consider myself a beginner golfer despite now. I, it's like, when do I stop calling myself a beginner? Like, you know, I, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to jump in and, and Hey, if you have done any other beginner golfers, please make sure you connect us. Cause I feel like we need to continue to really put ourselves out there on social media, especially on Instagram. Cause a lot of the golfers I'm friends with thus far on Instagram, you're all really good golfers, even though you all love to say you're not. That's like the consistent theme. You all love to say you're not good. Well, the, the, yeah, the great thing fair. about golf, it, how hard it is, um, you never stop learning. So it, it, in right. one way or another, we're all <laughs> beginning our, our journeys. Uh, but I'm glad, you know, we found you when we did. Uh, you, you started during the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, right? I did. I did. Uh, we started going to Westchester golf course on Wednesday nights. We called them Westy Wednesdays. Um, and it was kind of one of the only things that you could do at the beginning months uh, of the pandemic. And uh, it was a great group of girls, a lot of incredible women who I can shout out here, but maybe maybe just a coop for starters of Beachside Golf Club down in San Diego now. Um, she's golfed her whole life. She's amazing she also just got married and had a, a golf wedding scramble i said wolf i was gonna say wolf wedding golf scramble um at her I like, I like wolf it was rad but yeah so that's that's when the journey began was really going to the range and um kind of seeing amongst the group of gals that i had a bit of a natural knack um and maybe we'll talk about that too you know i played field hockey in in uh, high school and college i was a collegiate athlete Flex. Um, hey, oh. yeah, so, you know, I know so you, you had the motion down. I can yeah. hit a ball with a stick, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where it all began. And, you know, and then, and then Ginny shortly thereafter, which is uh, a whole nother part of my journey. I want to ask you about the name Ginny specifically, but first, like before you picked up a club for the first time, what were the hanging looming perceptions of what golf was? Ooh, Before you even yeah. like stepped up to the to the range that first time. Yeah, so I grew up in Connecticut and um as far as I know it's mainly private courses and I had a couple friends growing up um you know their parents belonged to the club and to me it was 
so foreign. I mean, they were, they'd be right in my backyard, basically maybe half a mile. Um, actually when I'm home, that's one of my favorite walks now is going down to the, the Newtown country club and back. Um, mm-hmm. and I actually, I post up at a hole, a par three, and I just watch people tee off, which is really fun. But to me, it was something so foreign truly. And then it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles eight years ago. Um, I've always lived on the West side and there's Penmar, which is a great nine hole executive course here, executive municipal, uh, you know, city course, whatever the terms are. It's, ex- it's exactly, it's an eye hole. Yeah. It's executive. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And so that was always a course. I, I mean, I drove past it every day to commute to Beverly Hills. It's just something I'd always see. And again, that foreign feeling persisted. And so it wasn't until these driving rain sessions begun, I played my first round of golf. Actually, that first round was in, in Arizona, Mountain Shadows in Scottsdale, a par three, 18 hole course. Um, but then it was Penmar and it's consistently Penmar. Um, but yeah, golf was just foreign to me, totally foreign. And so I think that's why when I got into it, it was like, whoa, it's always been here and I can do this. Um, so yeah, it, it was, that's what it was to me, the best word to describe it. Yeah. And was that scary at all? Or was it like, because just speaking from my own experience, when I was first getting into golf, and I think the the two others here can relate, it's scary, A, to put your any athletic like performance on display whatsoever. That's Mm -hmm. always like a, a moment of fear, I guess. But I feel like in golf in particular, because there's so much privilege and there's there's so many other things that are associated so closely with the game of golf that it feels like not only a performance of your athletic ability, but a, f- a performance of your status when you play golf. It, it, at least it was for me for the first time. Was there anything like that going through your head as well? I think I'm really fortunate in that I started when this weight, kind of a new world of golf started emerging. And, you know, with the people around me, with with Kelty and his friends, I mean, there's this really warm community of, of golfers And uh, especially with the brands that are starting to get cool and just general inclusivity being way cooler than exclusivity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel very fortunate that I started and bought my set of golf clubs maybe in the last two years when golf has really become this open space. Um, I don't know what it was like 10 years ago. Like I said, you know, for me, at least it was only country clubs around me and and my folks, my family had nothing to do with golf. Um, So I didn't see or have that opportunity. Um, to this day, I'm like, why didn't you? Cause, cause I think had they put me into lessons maybe early on, I'm like, I would have been good. Cause I'm, I'm a good beginner now <laughs> and I'm 31 years old. I'm a good beginner. Who knows what would have happened if I started when I was 13? Um, yeah, yeah. maybe I wouldn't be good, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm really lucky in that regard. Um, and if anyone, you know, thinks that this golf isn't you know, inclusive now, you know, I, I might challenge that notion and say, come talk to mm. me and, and let's figure this out. Cause I mean, I know a place where you can play for 10 bucks. I know how we can be scrappy and get you some clubs. I buy <laughs> a lot of my gear on Poshmark for like $10. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, we see, we see your, we see some of your finds on Poshmark. Those are some, some, fi- <laughs> some fire finds. Of, when we get into pits. fashion, I mean, Sick. for me, all fashion my corner. fashion is super accessible and and recycled. And, you know, I'm really into that. Um, I don't believe that you have to buy the brand new pair of whatever shoes or the golf skirts. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, I love them. I want to continue to work with them, uh, hopefully. Um, but I also love like those vintage finds that are 10 bucks and who knows. Jenny be getting fits off. Let me tell yeah. y'all. I brought a prop for anyone who will watch this on video if it's Let's available. Go. But I did. So I bought these at Beacon's Closet in Brooklyn. It is a Swarovski mm, collab that they did. With oh, shut the hell up. I think. Wow. They, I think they retailed for like 180 because I looked them up and I bought them at Beacon's Closet, you know, a secondhand kind of consignment shop for $29.99. They look like they're new too. Yeah. Have they been worn? Oh, okay. A little, little wear. <laughs> little wear. But yeah, they're, but like, they're wow. really cool. Um, That's insane. You should hold the diamond tester up to those. Yeah. yeah. They're not really Ginny's style for those who know. it's um, this is, These are a little more athletic, but, um, but they're yeah. really cool. That's for the you know sporty Jenny when she yeah. wait a minute yeah. <laughs> wait a damn minute right that um, I've never even heard about that collab that's really right cool. that's what I'm, I got to do a Google Brad yeah. Brad's gonna be like what how big what size right are they going to? <laughs> yeah yeah um going back to the the like inclusive uh, golf community that you've you found I, and I think one thing that we've we've really seen from the guests that we've had on and from our own travels personally is that. The, that that's definitely more of a, a regional thing. Um, I think True. when I came down to LA, it was really cool to see a lot of diversity on the golf course. You would see people pulling up to the uh, local munis in like Kobe jerseys and like cargo shorts. And at a lot of the public courses here in Wisconsin, that would be like absolutely frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And there it's, you know, it's totally, totally cool. Uh, which I love to see. And, um, you know, I don't think that wearing a, a collared shirt or, uh, as I like to call it, say, a, a gentleman's T-shirt on a golf course <laughs> should should prohibit you from from playing a game. You know, it's it's a game when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love to see that that uh, you've been able to experience golf in that fashion and, and not have to like wade through kind of all the bullshit that a lot of people have to. I think that's so great about how Hannah, you like the 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 group at Pemar that you were introduced to, mm-hmm. the most eclectic group of golfers I've ever seen on a like mm-hmm. in one collective. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't think there's a better representation of what Southern California golf looks like um, than than that group of golfers, and specifically at that course, it's, oh, in, wow. it's in Venice. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all types of folks come from, you know, all over Southern California to go play there. And it, 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 they go for that very reason because it's such, such a welcoming environment. And I'm happy to know that you felt it's, and I don't want to put words in my, but it sounds like you were welcomed with open arms and, and you felt a sense of community there. And Yeah. Well, I think I also, and this kind of goes into a bit of my mental health journey, but I, you have to also go into it with open arms, right? Because I, you know, and, and Drew, you brought up a good yeah. point. I, I did get to play a little bit in Connecticut last summer. Um, and I did experience a bit of what you're, you were saying. So you kind of brought me back to that. I think I typically think about the positive moments and how inclusive it is, mm-hmm. but you're totally right. But what happens in those rounds and when you get paired up with like the grumpy couple that's in their proper attire and I'm kind of pushing it a little bit. You know, you kind of just go go up to him with open arms. And yeah, we rush to the tee box because we're late and I'm flustered as hell because I am still a beginner. And like this tee box yeah. at the first, well, like it's, it is intimidating still for me. Um, they always are. And, you know, the the grass in Connecticut, let me tell you, just like landscape in general, Oof. the more I golf in different regions, 
you know, Southern California to Arizona to Austin, Texas to Connecticut. There's grass yeah. like like hay. Yes. And, uh, right. It was very new to me. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, the the shout out to Penmar Social Club. I'm not a member, but that is the group that, Brad, I think you're really referring to. And yeah excellent community and for anyone who lives on the west side check them out um and they are open to women too i just i'll, I'll get there at some point for now um jenny's kind of forging her own path well, we love it we're, we're here for it whatever path jenny has jenny has to take we're yeah. you know we love to see it yeah. that's what makes golf great honestly yeah yeah so you, so you yeah. got to hit us with the jenny name origin story where did that where did it come from yes jenny yes. le so, golfer le golfer <laughs> Ginny the golfer in English was taken, but I actually thought it was way <laughs> oh. sexier in French um, and kind of Facts. a code to like what he stands for. But um, so Ginny, just first and foremost, is the name of my car. I drive a 1981 um, Mercedes 380SL that I got a year and a half ago in the pandemic. She's red. Can, um, she's can y'all in L.A. chill with the sick cars? It's it's, <laughs> nah, yeah. it's Connor, so frustrating. You don't understand, bro. It's it's it is so much like, I don't even know where the description is going, but it's so much cooler than what she's about to describe. The car is everything. I, yeah. I live for that that decade of Mercedes specifically. Mm-hmm. Hannah, you and I geeked out about this already, so I, I'll let you go on. Oh, Talk about no, your car, please. Yeah, awesome. yeah, go off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my car. Um, I named her when I got her. Um, she's actually short for Virginia and the Rolling Stones song, um, Sweet Virginia. Um, it's just It's just like a very uplifting country root stone song. I'm a huge stones fan and I wanted to name her after like a stone song, but not one of the obvious ones. I don't think a lot of people know sweet Virginia. And if you do hats off um, or rocks off, which is one of their albums. But um, so that is who <laughs> hey. really is in the sense of an, an object, um, something I own and, and love, love, hate at times. Um, but when I, when I created this golf account, my Instagram account, which has really been just a really fun outlet for me in, in many ways, in addition to getting out there and golfing. Um, I want, I didn't want to have my name affiliated Hannah Tenenbaum. I, you know, when I talk to people, I say, call me Hannah, not Ginny. Um, I really wanted to have this like other name um, just in yeah. case it blew up, you know, have a little like privacy. No. Um, yeah. So Ginny just, That's fair. Ginny just made sense. Like, and it's Ginny, the golfer, GG. Um, I don't know. It just, it made a lot of sense for me and it's just been my name. Um, but when I golf, you know, you can call me Hannah, you can call me Ginny. Um, we talked about this a little earlier. I did, I didn't say this though. I did jury duty, um, earlier and there was a girl that they were calling their Ginny, Ginny. And I was this close to raising my hand. (laughs) Like, Oh, not me. Not me. Yeah. Which is a good sign though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, just Did a little we, bit of an alter ego is really yeah. who Jenny is. But she, you know, she's kind of she's vintage, um, loves to golf, of course. Um, she, she loves flower arrangements, which I also love and, and greens off the green, really like leaning into kind of things that are retro aesthetically pleasing. Um, that was something I saw that was completely missing from the golf community on social media. I mean, some of Agreed. the accounts, actually, you three do it well, but most of the the female golf accounts, and I, I don't like to to hate, but I found that there was a lack of aesthetically pleasing accounts, whereas there's hmm. millions of them outside of golf and fashion and beauty and, and home decor and design and travel. So that's where I thought, like, maybe I can kind of capitalize here um, and make my own 
space for this. So greens off the green is kind of another little thing I do to just tip my hat to things off the course that are green and lovely to me, whether it's eucalyptus or an apple from the farmer's market. Um, it just also makes my feed look a little more like fluid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Variety. It's Variety. It's going to look good. You have to have like, they call it filler content, but um, I do like to mm-hmm. keep it with a consistent theme. Right. You make a really good point. It's something we talk about on our show a lot is the the sort of like golf fashion industrial complex that has plagued the sport for so long. The the big box OEMs make everybody look like ass because they <laughs> they <laughs> make us think ass. <laughs> exactly. Cuz cuz we're we're led to believe that like we need performance enhancing gear and moisture wicking fabrics and and collars and belt loops and all these things but i i'm i'm really drawn to people like you hannah and uh i would say like largely a a a movement that's starting to build in golf which is showing an alternative to that and showing that Mm -hmm. you know you you can dumpster dive you can crate dig for for good like good golf stuff that does not need to be expensive does not need to be moisture wicking Mm -hmm. and will actually look good and pair with with other good aesthetics as well yeah I love my golf wardrobe like I really I'll just say that I I love it you know a lot of people are like I hate what's in my closet for like and I don't know what to wear like I don't have that problem in golf which is really fun that's a great problem to have that's, that's I mean, it's not even a problem no fun. I mean like birdie for women is first and foremost my favorite and when I was coming up with Ginny when I found their account I was like okay they get it um birdie mm. Hayden and Rochelle um they're uh, incredible women um in golf um, that jumpsuit, the caddy jumpsuit that I bought from them is my number one hands down favorite piece of golf clothing. Um, I wore it to Genesis. I've worn it on the course. I wore it when we played, um, uh, oh my God, Sandpiper in Santa Barbara. Um, that, and it's functional, you know, that's the best part about most of my golf pieces, if not all is they're also functional. Um, you speak in Connor's love language right now. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not be the most functional. And then again, like this is all with the big caveat that I'm still a beginner golfer. Right. Um, but yeah, I've always found ways to make things functional. I've typically always worn if, if the skirt or something I'm wearing doesn't have pockets, I'll, then I'll purposely wear, you know, ankle, the socks that kind of come up a little higher so I can put like a T in there. I can Mm, put whatever mm -hmm. in there. I stuff things in my socks. Um, Not the most comfortable over time, but it'll do. (laughs) She's Uh, living in 2032. You're playing, you're playing 4D chess right now. We're we're playing checkers. Yeah. Uh, We talked, we talked to Michael Williams uh, from a a continuous lean uh, a few, a few episodes ago. And we were talking about how, and like what Brad said and what Connor said, it's just, so many people they put on this like golf costume which is you know your moisture wicking dry fit top your you know tight moisture wicking pants and and then you go out and and then you play 18 holes and it's just like what why can't you just wear what you're wearing throughout your your day-to-day and then just go and play golf because i know for me i feel much more comfortable comfortable wearing things that i like to wear and that i feel good in versus wearing a, a baggy polo and pants that I don't like. Um, and I think that people would have a lot more fun if they were able to show their, you know, whatever side that they want to show on the golf course and they're not being looked down upon for not wearing the golf costume. So we salute you for, uh, for, for taking those, <laughs> taking those chances. And, and honestly, that's why, that's how I found your account first. I didn't, I didn't know you, who you were. I didn't know that you were a beginner golfer, but I'm like, 
Jenny's got some really cool fits. I, I like this. So, <laughs> and you know, um, I like to have fun with it. Like you probably know that sweater vest I bought on Poshmark, which had like all the like love a sweater you know, vest, the, the ugly like the ugly Christmas sweaters, but of golf. Like every now and then, I yes. just throw one of those on because give it to me. It, yeah, if you're having a crappy round, like I'm having the most fun because I'm wearing this sweater <laughs> vest. That's ridiculous but i'm also gonna pair it with a cute skirt and you know what? i'm still gonna look pretty good like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun i love i love that and i love to think too and this goes for all my vintage shopping outside of golf but like i love thinking of who owned that piece and like who wore it where did they play um yeah. did they play golf did they just wear it when they were watch, watching the masters like i just think there's such a heritage that um to golf that i can't relate to based on my childhood but that i kind of long for and i'm curious about and yeah. that curiosity mm-hmm. kind of like keeps me going. I've kind of paused on all the Poshmark like ugly ones. Like I'll continue with maybe more uh, other pieces, but um, I love posting about them. Like sometimes I just find the craziest stuff on on Poshmark. I'm like, someone buy this. Truly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a layup and assist for somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> we we have a we have a group chat with the 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 ladies from Loose Impediments, Maya and Liz, and we, I would say like at least a couple times a week we're sending Depop or Poshmark links of yeah. like, all right, if you don't buy it, I'm buying it. Who's buying this? It's, <laughs> Can I yeah, tell y'all? Fantastic. I went on a I went on a deep uh, Depop tirade uh, like last month, and I just w- I started by um, one of my friends sending me this hoodie that had brad on the like stitched across the chest right and then right. I, then i just did a, a deep dive on like how many articles of clothing or accessories can i find with the name bradford on it and i ordered all of it <laughs> so I, yeah, now, I love that i love that hat that you found the bradford camo That's is so sick i found another good. one yo i can't wait till this one comes in uh it's it's gonna be a, a hybrid it's gonna be on course off course like just it's like a, a air traffic controller's hat with Bradford Air Transport on it. Yes. <laughs> Yo. I love mm. this. It slaps. <laughs> it slaps. Y'all not ready. <laughs> golf's, not, golf's not ready. Golf is golf's not, not ready. ready. Yeah. So, Hannah, oh, I think the, the three of us, at least I struggle with this. Like, when, when I've been, since I've been playing golf for so long, I think there's so many things that I take for granted about how unnecessary they are in the game of golf. Little rules, pieces of etiquette, uh, ways that you need to behave on the golf course, all of those things. And I'm wondering if you've noticed any of these things as a beginner. I think somebody being new to something has, you know, approaches something with a fresh set of eyes, can maybe take a look at the the game of golf and say like, mm, that's kind of unnecessary. So like, apart from fashion, which we've covered, Mm-hmm. what are some other areas that you've looked at the game of golf and been like, why is this this way? Why can't we change this? This is a really good question. Um, wow. I can answer this a bunch of different ways. One thing that I think is interesting, and this is listening to your podcast and meeting a lot of incredible golfers along my journey. And this isn't something, why can't we fix this? But I kind of laugh when I hear some of the golfers that have played all their life who don't know how to drink while they golf. Because they just, you know, grew up and it was so serious. And I think that's something that I would like to change. Like maybe at an earlier age, I'm not saying give kids alcohol, but um, (laughs) how can you make golf more fun earlier and not wait until you're 30 or in your late 20s and you've moved to a community like Venice and you've discovered this vibe. So that would maybe be like a first thing, like more, I don't know, maybe 
how can we change that? Um, and I think it's maybe changing now with just it being more inclusive in the regions that it is. Um, right. But to, to the like technicality of the game, you know, um, I can't I can't really think of anything. I think um, I like to walk a lot. I think mm-hmm. maybe like some some better way where you can like walk a couple holes, but then like more easily ditch a cart or more easily ditch something like some way to give people when you're playing 18, a long 18 in Arizona or wherever, and you want to kind of do like a hybrid. Um, maybe that's something I'm curious about um, because yeah, I genuinely love getting steps in, but I also love to relax at the same time. That's something I'm curious about. I'm also curious about like the length of golf. Like why, why was there only a nine and an 18? Why couldn't there have been like a 12? Cause nine holes, you want to do a little more, but an 18 is a lot. I think that's something I'm also curious about. Like, why is that mm. the way it is? Right. Um, uh, but otherwise with the rules that you're saying, like I, I'm still learning some of the rules too. Actually, I'm still laughing about the time I was playing with um, Adam. If he ever listens to this, we were playing at Penmar and I went to go mark my ball when we were on like, um, what's like the furry part of the green, the putting green, the, 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 the college. The, the, the fringe. 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 I was marking my ball on the fringe so I could line it up. And he's like, no, no, no. And I had been doing that for like the last three or four rounds. Um, mind you, I right. was like making my putts from the fringe. I'm very good. I, w- I was good in, in a good yeah, vibe of my putting. But um, he's like, you can't, you can't do that. You know? So <laughs> I've had my moments of that. Um, I still sometimes get lost with like my feet and I don't want to step in anyone's line when they're oh, putting. Right. So. Yeah. I'm still kind of learning some of them, but I think, um, I've had really amazing coaches. So definitely that's important. I'd say I'm a good like encourager, but I'm still not, I'm not a good coach by any means because I'm still learning a lot of this. Um, the encouragement is the the most important part though. Like bringing, bringing that welcoming energy to the game as a beginner, I think is so infectious because if people see you, someone who's new to the game, radiating such joy and positivity about it, and not just positivity. I know there's more than that, but just finding comfort in the game. I think that's so important to carrying that baton onto other people. So Thank good you. job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're we're here to gas you up. That's that's why. That's what this right. part's about, basically. <laughs> yeah. With the eclectic groups that you tend to um, surround yourself with on the on the course here in Southern California, you know, a lot of characters. Um, have you ever come across someone that didn't really get what Ginny the golfer was all about? Oh, well, you know, what's interesting. I don't, hmm. I thought for a second when, cause I genuinely am trying to grow Ginny, you know, for a living, I, I work, uh, with brands and talent. Um, so part of me is like a little bit of an experiment. Right. And part of me thought like, Oh, well, when I play rounds, you know, you get matched up with these people and you have lovely conversations. I'm like, maybe I give them a little card, not a card, but like a matchbox, like something cool that has like my handle. I never got into that. And I, I have to say most rounds, I don't talk about Ginny. And I mentioned, I think a little bit of this with, with Drew at one point, but I also am not like stopping at every hole to, I want to play golf. Um, I struggle with finding the time to actually create my content for Ginny, the golfer <laughs> at times. Um, so, so yeah, I haven't really approached anyone who doesn't really like get it. Um, I've really gotten great feedback. Um, you know, good gotten I've gotten great feedback and like and I know we'll talk about it but you know I've even participated in campaigns with brands as Jenny um two footwear brands at this point and it's fun because that's what I do for a living for my clients so it kinda, I think she's been doing well um 
like I say to my clients that the, the follower count doesn't always matter. It's the engagement and the quality of the content. That's um, a fact. So 100%. yeah, obviously Ginny's not, uh, doesn't, I have more followers on my personal Hannah account, but, uh, you mean uh, you're not in the top 1% in, in Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a client who just, and I'm sure we'll talk about her. She went from 4 million followers like two months ago and she's at 11.3. Like in, within What's week. that like? What is that like? I'm like, I, I asked her once, like, what does that feel like? That I mean, and I know there's, you know, the Jenners and the Kardashians have 100 million, but to stop and think that this girl from a small town in Spokane, Washington has suddenly amassed 11.3 million Instagram followers and counting by the time this comes out, it's probably more. So yeah. Um, Jenny doesn't have that. Uh, nor do I know if I, I not, not yet. <laughs> I definitely don't want that. Yeah. We don't want yeah. that. Social media, like the internet is, uh, 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 it at times can be a horrible place. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I mean, golf is one thing, but just trying to, to upkeep a public image, in in front of 11 point however million people i don't that's a life i don't want i just don't want it (laughs) not to mention the responsibility that you have with that many people listening to you and watching you to do the right thing say the right thing all of the time i i truly can't imagine what that feels like i'm sure hannah you know what that feels like for other people um just given your work and Mm -hmm. i i just want to say first it's it's cool to hear your story as being on the other side, being a manager of, of talent and brands to now being on the flip side of it. And it's one that I identify a lot in because I cut my teeth in PR Mm -hmm. and for five years, all I would ever do is write for other people, right? In other people's voices. And now through the work that I do, I finally have the opportunity to write for myself in my own voice. And that was a like a totally liberating process. So I want to hear a little bit about that for you more specifically and like you know your even your choice to make your page anonymous to a degree right mm-hmm. to have to have this alter ego it's something that i did as well at first and not not wanting to put my name out there because of the the scaries to a degree yeah well i think also like my job bleeds so much into my personal life and i don't ever our clients know that we have personal lives and we are we are allowed to go out at night and do things outside of work but I really love yeah. what I do and so I just wanted to keep this separate but um but no I, I you know I just get so excited to to work what I love about being a talent agent is really like connecting the connections um bringing talent to brand and seeing the magic that happens um so for me to be able to do that and like meeting Brad at a shoot and seeing, you know, and I haven't seen that campaign yet. It hasn't come out yet, but it's just been an absolute joy. And I hope I continue to do it. And, and above all, just continue to make connections. And that's like what the power of social media is. I'm also learning a lot about like the next things I want to do in golf. I have kind of my wish list, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I want to go on like a girl's golf trip. I, I've heard all the recommendations from Gruder golf to a bunch of other ones. I want to do yes. those. Um, you know, I need to buy a new set of clubs and I'm probably going to use social media. I've used the poll feature. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that. I have my beginner top flight still. Um, Mm -hmm. I've, I've used some other clubs. Like I played at a country club in Austin and they let me use these loner Callaway women's sets. I I don't know what, which ones they were, but like, I'd never seen myself drive the ball so well, you know, and that was before my golf lessons. Yeah. Um, and shout out Callaway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My, my ex-boyfriend 
like five years ago, he actually worked at the ad agency that did TaylorMade for many years. Zambezi? And, and Zambezi, yes. Um, and it's okay. Like, <laughs> at the time when we dated five plus years ago, like golf was still very foreign to me. And he would have these shoots that he'd have to be on and uh, he'd be with all the athletes. And I was like, who are these people? I don't know. Um, like, I think that's Tiger Woods. But other than that, don't well, know. I know. <laughs> well, that brings me to like to, you know, golf was also persistent for me in my career as a talent agent. I was connected to Hallie Ledbetter through Paradigm. That's or through my job. That's how I know her. Um, we One of my clients, Carly Chaikin from Mr. Robot, is an incredible golfer. And I wow. believe Hallie, mm. you know, golf um, digest wanted to do a piece with her. And, um, I kind of made the connections cause I love doing that. And I, I loved Carly and, and Hallie. And the next thing I know, I was at Genesis, uh, three years ago and again, like walking around and I'm like, oh, this is all crazy. And then I got to, go to Genesis this, this year, <laughs> all full circle. Um, yeah. which was really, really neat. Have you been able to take your 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 new golfing persona and bring it into your professional life? I know a lot of you know deals and things happen on on the golf course. So have you been like, hey, actually, I will meet you on the first tee because I, I also I also golf now. In case I'm you didn't know. waiting for that moment. I mean, some of my colleagues, um, all men, have uh, we've gone golfing together to Penmar, but I'm no, I'm hmm. so waiting for that day, and I love dropping it in conversation with clients Huge. and managers. Like, do you and I'm waiting for the invites to like those cool clubs that some of them maybe yes. do. But yeah, I'm, I for sure like want to have that entourage Ari Gold, but yes. and a virgin. Um, you know that was no show. no heart attacks yeah. though on the course. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like Larry David. Oh my God, like yes, you know I. Entourage is one of the reasons I wanted to become an agent, but not like Ari Gold. And but my first boss ever was named Ari when I got my first death. <laughs> oh God! You're like, it's Were you like, is this is this about is this about you? <laughs> <laughs> not Ari Gold. I know I was so stoked. Um, I actually started in music, so it, it did feel very different from Entourage because that was always like Hollywood talent. But um, yeah. So you know, it's, that's the great thing about golf, though. Uh, it doesn't matter. Who who you are, where you come from, what you do. If you can make a connection with somebody, you say, Oh, I also golf. It's like yeah. the, the, the connections have been made. It's like, like yeah. are we best friends? Like from a beginner perspective too, it, like it doesn't matter how long this person has golfed. I'm experiencing that. And they're not, no one's like discriminating. Cause I'm a beginner. Like if anything, they're mm-hmm. like, let's, totally. like, let's go. Like we got to get you out there more. And, it, that's yes. been really, really fun for me, um, for sure. Um, a lot of rounds that I'm like, I know I need to golf with certain people. I know Nicole Jones is on that list, um, who I met at the, the homie. Too. Yeah, she's on my list of golfers to golf with. Um, Charlotte, of course. I think we're playing next week together. Um, Amazing. So yeah, there's an event them. coming up uh, next month. Not next month, May. Mm-hmm. Um, that that. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know about you, you got to pull up. You got to pull up. I'll ramp up my lessons, which have been going really well. Actually, I'd love to like even talk about that too. You know, I, I spent off. the first yeah. year and a half of my journey really feeling cool and that I was self-taught. Well, and self-taught by those around me, of course, um, that I had like a natural ability. But then I finally kind of something changed my mind. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to start the lessons now. Oh, I think it was after the brand shoot we did because I was the only beginner there. Um And I have to say, like, you know, my golf coach told me that athletes like myself, when they're new to golf, they're really tight and they don't want to put their arms away from their body because they want to be in control. 
They want to have Strain. control of their yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I did, and I, I have to say I was able to adjust very quickly, was just to re and I know they say loosen up your shoulders, but to really remove my arms from my body and feeling like I was swinging like way out here. Um, and I have to say, I, I was able to quickly adjust. I mean, there's a lot more of my lessons and my journey. Um, I know like my, my grip and like consistently feeling like that's right. But then I talked to, to Coop who's golf for a while. She's like, I'm always messing with my grip. And I know mm-hmm. you all are probably messing with your grip all the time, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm part of me is a little bummed. I didn't start sooner, but I also have to respect and honor kind of my path with golf. And, uh, if my swing in this brand shoot still is my super pre-lesson beginner swing, then that it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I I'm super stoked that I learned how to like, it was very quick. It was like, Oh yeah. It's like yeah. kind of more loose. I feel a little more like squid like now. Um, I got to work a bit more on my tempo to make mm-hmm. it less squiddy, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, I like you walked that squid like, yeah, I, that's a that's a new one for me, but that's probably that probably does describe what it should feel like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like loose, loose, not too right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, if, that's where I'm at with my lessons. So if nothing else from that shoot, you walked away with uh, some fans and, and some friends. You know, like we we really had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone there knew you were a beginner. Like we just all, it was, it was all fun. We had a great group and, and you fit right in. You know, we, we all just really enjoyed you and uh, uh, we should do it again sometime. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say I, I'm happy that, that I'm seeing more and more uh, golf specific brands actually uh, hiring people that golf to be in their shoots because we've seen so many, I've seen so many bad yeah. um, commercials, um, editorial where you see someone holding a club or you know holding a driver on the on the putting green and it's like what like what are you doing like why bro is i sent a dm today to to a, a brand i saw pop up on my on my feed i was like it's like what are you doing yeah you're yeah a golf I know you guys brand. talked about this and i think this is where i um yeah. take the moment to get down on one knee and ask you bradford will you be my client this guy's busy what <laughs> no, just to the point that like you guys are calling it out, but no, I have to say like you guys are very active and engaged. And I, I as far as my uh, career goes with brand campaigns, I can't go to a single thing now and not see Brad. But it's it's really great that you're challenging that. It's just so important. And when I work with brands, I mean, the first thing we talk about is authenticity and is this the right fit for our client? And I just think it's any golf brand listening like figure that out. And even if it's a beginner, but there's such a community now tap into it. Um, it's, it's almost, um, it, it perplexes me how folks do miss it. Like the, the community feels like such a no brainer. The community is like, is rich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's hella diverse. Mm -hmm. And every corner of the country, there's somebody that, is either a, a pro, former pro, college, uh, and or person of color, like that could be a good representative of whatever you have going on, whatever new product you're trying to push. Don't hire a model. <laughs> don't hire a model that can't hold, hold a golf club. Like there are too many good golfers out there, especially ones who are, you know, rubbing pennies together on mini tours. Let's face it. Like it's hard yeah. for players yeah, yeah. to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like professional golfers professional golfers still paying for their yeah. uh their their clothing and their clubs and their grips and their like 
their equipment. That's it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, right. I hear you. Well, maybe this it is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for like either, ca- you know, a casting agency that knows how, I mean, and identify the talent that's out there. Um, there's an opportunity for like y'all to be the consulting group that makes sure these brands are held accountable. There's an opportunity. And I know there are some like, at least for representation, you know, like I don't ever want to see any one of these in whether they're golf influencers, creators to golf models, to the athletes ever being taken advantage of by any of these contracts they enter. Um, This is me saying if anyone ever needs help, I'm not an attorney, but I'm always happy to be a soundboard. If you're working with a brand and you just want to make sure you're not being taken advantage of, sorry, brands, um, but I'm, I'm here and I care. I think it's a very unregulated space, at least for maybe not on Instagram with, with golf, but for TikTok. I mean, there's mm. so many yeah. not even following the Federal Trade Commission. Brad is Brad's like, you're, mm. yeah. we, we, have, we have some stories for you there's Anna, a lot that we can, here. that we can, that we can tell offline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess like it, from from the other side of it, I guess like not not to be not to be like in defense of that industry, but why why are those brands being lazy with their hiring choices? Like why are they going for people who don't know what they're doing, who aren't like why aren't they making the doing the research to make good hires? Well, it happens outside of golf brands. I mean, it happens with every brand, and I don't know if I know the yeah. answer to that because I'm I'm pretty much on the flip side. I'm dealing with right. the talent first. Um, right. I think the answer might be simple in that there's just dumb people out there. And like, I mean, they're, the big mistakes have even happened with big brands like Pepsi with the whole, Ken, like we still see these things happen. Yeah. Fashion brands. Um, it's, it's still mind boggling to me. I'd like to say we're getting better, but you guys definitely, I'm sure you're the first to spot in the golf community. Um, I'm, I'm also like there. Um, if you ever see Ginny, the golfer comment, like that emoji, that's like, hmm. <laughs> I, I'll like I don't want to be uh, hateful on on social media at all, but I also kind of love to be a little bit of a troll with just the simple emoji on posts that are just questionable by brands. Or a lot of questionable content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think that emoji like fourteen times a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thumbnail for this episode too. By the way, we're gonna go back screen <laughs> screen grab that. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to dig a little bit into what golf gives you, oh. you know, like for, for the three of us, mm-hmm. we, and I, I'm only speaking, I'm only, you know, speaking for us because we talk about this so often and it's part of our origin story. We've had those falling outs with golf where it was something that we dedicated a lot of time to a lot of energy into and fell out of love with it for one reason or another. Um, and now we kind of find a new rekindled love for the game and, and taking it um, and making it, you know, for ourselves, playing it for ourselves, coming at it with a whole different energy. And I find myself now when I'm on the course using it as a a therapeutic tool, you know, like to put the phone in the bag and Mm -hmm. just connect with those around me or, or just, you know, put the phone in the bag, put on some music and not, you know, disconnect and I'm out in nature, you know, mm-hmm. like you, I like to walk <laughs> and, and golf gives me all of that. So curious as to, you know, on the, the personal, um, this personal side of what golf gives you. Well, the first one is that it gave me discovery. Uh, it made me realize at when I was 30 to have discovered something that I could love so much and never 
think that I could. So that's the first thing it gave me was just this massive sense of self-discovery that I'd love to replicate with other things in my life. But for now, it's really been golf. Um, It's connection, the connection to nature for sure. I mean, even though I live in, you know, Venice, it's still a city. Um, So it's great to connect myself to, to trees and grass. You know, I grew up in a very grassy, woodsy part of Connecticut it's connection to new people. Um, a lot of, you know, men's that are playing golf, but I've met such amazing people. And it's like, I was talking about this earlier with jury duty. Like it's one of those opportunities where you can get mixed in with people that you otherwise wouldn't be mingling with or at the same restaurant or bar with, you know, you get yeah. paired up with who you get paired up with. And it's just very humbling to like have those experiences and conversations and also seeing people, you know, when they're having a frustrating moment, like, and then you come back together and, you know, you, you're kind of also helping them in a way, but you've just met 30 minutes ago. Um, so I think that golf and the connection it gives me to both of those things, humanity and nature and the world around me, um, like you putting my phone away. Um, I do think I find more of that in my, um, I love working out in like fitness classes, whether it's a Pilates class or yoga, that's when I really put the phone away. I have to say, I'm, I'm not the best at that with with golf. And it's actually not that I'm taking photos like we spoke about earlier. It's actually because I'm like checking my emails. I like to golf a lot during, Ooh, I hope my company is not listening. Sometimes <laughs> I like to do a nine during lunch or like get off a little early. So I'm often Client meeting. I'm often actually checking my emails, but I hope that's something I can change over time. And I'd love to play around with my bag and my phone the whole time. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm also playing music, which I know we'll talk about music a bit. Um, but to me, I, I'd say to summarize discovery and connection um, would be the the answers to your question, Brad, which I love. That's beautiful. Yeah. I find that um, I bring a lot of, I, I'm very open about my, my journey in therapy. And I bring a lot about, um, I bring a lot of what I am working on those, those tools that I'm being given those skills into my golf. Mm. Um, for example, we, we talk about, we've talked about this a, a few different times, but, uh, we had a conversation with Sean Hotchkiss who talked about the technique of time travel and playing with a younger version of yourself. Mm. Um, those are things that I bring into therapy. Those are the things I bring onto the golf course that have helped me. And I mean, it's, it's just a bit like I geek out every day looking at the name of this podcast, you know, just because mm-hmm. golf really d- is that for me. Um, and you are someone who is comfortable with your journey in mental health and mm-hmm. you know, you, that's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. If, if there's something, you know, there you want to speak on like mm-hmm. your journey there with, with golf and with mental health and all of that. Totally. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think it's cool to hear that you integrate some, you know, things from your, your therapy and into the rounds of golf. I, you know, my, I've begun taking our, my therapy, you know, sessions actually not too long ago. So I'm open to saying that. And I think there's, there's not the stigma anymore, but I, it was kind of, it took me a while to kind of like dig in and say, okay, I actually want to start this again. It had been almost a decade since I had taken therapy sessions and a decade ago was because I, I struggled with disordered eating, working out in college for two years. And mm. I kind of self-cured it, which is kind of cool. Um, I went abroad to Italy and, you know, I just dove right into food and it, it made pray me love. love the relationship mm. I had with food um, <laughs> and, you know, all that. But 
But, uh, but yeah, so I dove back into therapy. Obviously, I'm still a couple, four or five months in getting to know my therapist and her style, which, you know, I talk amongst my friends who are in therapy. And I think she has a particular style. I don't know if I've necessarily taken any of maybe some of it into golf, but I think I have definitely dove headfirst into a lot of self-help books recently. I have to say You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's over there is incredible. And I'd say I probably take a lot of that. And I have been into the golf course, which is really like the radiating of positivity, um, mm-hmm. positive uh, chatter in your head. Like if you mm-hmm. you can't change the script in your head, that's negative. Um, t- looking, looking at your stomach or your arms and being like, I'm not skinny, whatever, all that negative yeah. crap. Yeah, yeah. If you can't change that script, then it never will. And it takes practice. Um, and those are things I think that are super applicable and I've been doing on the golf course since day one, thankfully. Um, of course, I have my moments, but the, the things that I tell myself, golf is the hardest sport. Um, even if I'm surrounded, we talked about this earlier, surrounded by people who are great golfers, everyone's going to think they're not good enough. Um, it's kind of like a common thing. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. As I tell myself, and I also tell myself, you're outside, you're doing something new, like leaning on the, the discovery piece for me has been helpful. And then discover, uh, leaning on the connection to the people around me and something like this. I think it's really cool that I can spend a Saturday not having a $80 brunch on Abbott Kinney with my girlfriends. And instead I can be like, <laughs> just economically, and then playing around to golf with like one girlfriend was just sipping white claws and we're having the best time and we're hitting balls. So like, you know, I'm, I got off on a tangent, but Oh man, oh God, I was talking about mental health and then it turned into white. <laughs> hey, um, as it sometimes does that, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. that can, that can help the mental health sometimes yeah. maybe. But yeah. no, I think therapy and therapy is a beautiful thing, you know, whether or not I stay with this, this therapist or try something new. Um, I mean, I have friends who are like, Han, I've had like four or five different therapists before I settled on this one. So I know mm, that it right. is a journey just like my golf, but you know, there is no stigma at all. I'm super open to talking about that. Super open to talking about, you know, this, I don't even know if I have a word for what it was, but disordered eating. Um, I'm very open about that. And uh, if anyone ever wants to talk, um, unfortunately we still live in a society, no matter what, that still, you know, is skinny models and, and just body image, negative body image. Um, it really is not good. Um, I wish, I wish I could change that. I don't know how it will change. Um, but as long as that persists, I think everyone at some point might have a struggle with their body. And I just hope that, uh, it doesn't last too long and you find ways to, um, tell yourself otherwise. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I would, I would hope that golf is, efficacy for the dissolving of body dysmorphia that like it's an activity that Mm -hmm. anybody can play Mm -hmm. with any body type with any uh for real you know like like anybody can be good at golf any ability yeah so true i'm curious what was your what was your process like finding your therapist because i i know that that can be really challenging and has been for me in the past of you know you you want that relationship to be really meaningful and tight Mm -hmm. and and work for both parties. So like, what was that like for you? And, and did you just run mm-hmm. with the first person that you met or was there like a dating period or what, what was yeah. the, what was the So I took recommendations from friends. I think that's great. And obviously therapy 
depending on where you are and your employer or whatever. I mean, I understand it's a financial undertaking and there's amazing resources. Often on the podcast I listen to, there's advertisements for all of them. Um, but I personally, um, you know, I decided that I, I wanted to go through friend recommendations since I have a community of amazing friends who are open about their journeys. So I, I did interviews or sessions with three different therapists. I did not just go with the first one I was told, of course, I took these sessions, which I highly recommend doing. Um, there was one woman who wanted me to pay for the interview session, which the other two didn't. So I immediately was just kind of like, well, that's strange. Um, and yeah. that wasn't the reason I didn't go with her. There were other reasons. Um, but yeah, I'd say take those sessions, take recommendations. I completely understand that finances are part of it too. Um, fortunately, the one who worked out for me ended up being the cheapest. So that was kind of a plus. But uh, like I said, I don't know if I'll, I'll stay with her. And I have to say, even the mere thought of kind of like breaking up with my therapist, like it kind of gives me stress. But I think finding right. to be an adult about it, learn how to properly communicate. Um, another, I don't want to call it a self-help book, but nonviolent communication. If anyone knows that book or doesn't look it up, um, it's really important. I don't think we're properly taught at a young age how to communicate. And um, shout out to Kelty who gave me that book. Um, we'll so put the link to that book in the, yeah, in the show yeah, description. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, some schools are now teaching it. Actually, my therapist told me, cause I brought it up in my session. She goes, you know, my kid's school up in San Francisco was teaching in third grade these hmm. these styles. It's just, um, yeah, I don't want to explain it the wrong way, but it's it's just it reminds you the right way to communicate. We all are not communicating well. I mean, I yeah. think we are in this podcast, hopefully, but yeah, we do as our a, best as a society. Yeah, I think yeah. there's Trying. definitely some there's definitely some broken aspects in, in uh, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of broken aspects, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I and think that's one, that's one really cool thing about golf is you spend, if you're playing with someone you don't know, or you're paired with, with a random group of people, you might, you're in for three to six hour ride with, with these folks. And yeah, I mean, you, you really, you really get to, I think we, I think golf is like a really great equalizer of, not just like talent, like you don't, you can be rich or poor or anywhere on, on any spectrum and you can be good at golf or you can be really bad at golf, but golf is the equalizer of like, you can really get to see who a person is on a golf course. Like, how do they, how do they work their way around playing the game? How do they interact with people? How do they interact with the course? And you can, you can really learn a lot about someone just by seeing how they interact on the golf course. And, and I think that's, really telling and and uh you know we we've all played a lot of golf with with various dips uh types of people and it's yeah it's, it's just it's just you you can learn so much about someone yeah. and and how yeah it's, it's awesome i love it there's also i mean we were never taught how to communicate on social media <laughs> like i, I want to say the the four of us here were were <clears throat> pre-social media grew up with it like right. probably around like AOL Instant Messenger, you know? Right, right. We're kind of the, like, social media elders. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Friendster, MySpace, Facebook. Like, we grew up with all of that. And then, you know, now it, it dictates how a lot of our society, like, moves. Yeah. And and we have no freaking blueprint for it. No. Right. I, I, I still remember. So, I, I guess I'm the elder statesman of this group of the, the four of us. Um, I will be 35 this year. But um, my freshman year, I remember... <laughs> Oh, well, like the dean of students talking to our group and he's like hey if like don't post anything on facebook that you don't want your future <laughs> employer to see 
And I think it's crazy now, like now I work in social media marketing for my day job at an ad agency. And it's like, you want your future employer to see what you post on social media now. Like you, yeah. you want them to know who you are and what you do. And if you, if you don't have a presence on social media, that is a red flag. So it's just, yes. it's like done a 180 from, you know, 2006 when Facebook was just for college students to 2022 Facebook is just for uh, boomers um, and it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's just, it's, and, but, but in that, in that 15 year time span, we never really, there was never a, any one-on-one how to communicate, how to be kind, how to be empathetic. Like that's not, that's not there for, for people. It's like, you had to figure it out on your own, which is, unfortunately true. there's not a social really media sad. chapter in nonviolent communication, but might I, I see an opportunity edition two, you know, the next edition. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah good point. You a saleswoman. You work with brands. I hear you. You a saleswoman. That's what it is. <laughs> well, I'm curious too. Like you said, you said earlier that you sometimes struggle to find time to create content for Ginny the golfer. How does that pressure manifest for you? Like, do, does it feel like pressure to to feel like the algorithm is rewarding consistency? Mm-hmm. And it's something that we actually talked about today. Like, but, but that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy. And especially when you have other things going on, that's a lot to manage. Right. And it's this sort of this thing that we've kept talking about recently a lot too. this sort of unending paradox of, well, we can't build the thing unless we can't grow the thing unless we put a lot of time into it, but we can't put a lot of time into it unless it's built. Right. And so it's this sort of circular paradox that that is really frustrating to solve so i'm curious where where you are with all that stuff yeah well i think what i'll start by saying is that um every now and then i actually delete instagram off my phone i don't delete my accounts but the app itself um for my mental health um i'll always keep it on my computer and i have to because of my career um but when it comes to Ginny, I mean, I have weeks where i'm really into it it just for me it has to be for when it feels right i'm not that's the cool thing. I don't have a goal. Like, of course I'm trying to con- mm. consistently grow it and make new connections and, and get more golf, but there really is no goal with Jenny. It was always to have fun. It really was always to have fun. The minute it like got too, it ever got too serious. I put too much pressure on it. Then I lost the fun. Um, you know, I'm fortunate. I, I have an amazing career. I have amazing friends and family. So like, I have a lot of amazing things going on outside of Jenny, but Jenny has been amazing. And my friends and family have applauded and love it. Um, when I was getting cast for that brand campaign that I met Brad, um, I happened to be home with my my family and I had to take my body measurements. And my my parents were so excited. They're like, you're you're doing this? Like what? And I took like my head, my head shot in the kitchen. Um, so to me, I'm just I'm not putting pressure on it. And maybe that's the reason why I have the followers I have, but I think my consistency is always quality content. That that is like yeah. a, a must. Um, I actually have made some errors in the past with maybe posting something that wasn't, you know, my favorite, or I got a comment from a friend. You know, I don't listen to comments from random people. Um, I'll, I'll listen and really acknowledge, you know, someone who writes me something that has thought. Um, so I delete I delete things here and there. I'm like, oh, why did I post that? Um, I mm-hmm. do get excited about like using Ginny to to like 
promote some things that maybe my friends are doing that um, I don't want to post my personal account. You know, one of my friends is like a legit pop star going on tour with Madison Beer um, in Europe soon. Um, And she uh, posted a TikTok with me the other day and, you know, I reposted it, but it didn't really like go with Ginny. So I ultimately ended up deleting it, but I thought it was cool. I was like, I'm in a TikTok with like a pop star and Ginny, like Ginny's always thinking. (laughs) Big famous. Um, so yeah, I'm not putting too much pressure on it. Like I believe in other things in my life that money will come that whatever you're manifesting, if you continue to love it and, uh, just enjoy the process, it will come. Um, and I think that's been my, mm-hmm. my kind of ethos with Ginny. Um, I mean, I'm starting to manifest like smaller things. Like I would love to manifest my next set of golf clubs, which are going to be awesome. And in a really yes. good bag and all the things that. Like, I'm manifesting that maybe a golf brand wants to, you know, help me out a little bit and maybe give me a little discount or something. And <laughs> golf brand, yeah. hook up, hook up Jenny here. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> she'll, know, put, she'll I, put you on. That's probably my next goal, but I'm not putting a goal on like hitting a number or anything. Just continue yeah. to have fun yeah. with it. It's about the golf first and yeah. foremost. I think it's something that the the three of us talk about a lot off off air. Is that you better love the process. We better love doing the thing, talking to each other, writing the thing, putting the thing up, setting up the camera, whatever it might be, you better love that. Because if you don't, if what you're chasing truly is the numbers, is the audience, is the the views, the likes, the engagement, run, run away. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's you're putting your success in the hands of something that you can't control. And that yeah. to us, I think is like the sign of the time to hang it up. If, if we ever get to that point where it's like, we're, we're chasing a goal time, time to hang up the cleats, time to hang up the, uh, the, right. the therapy couch. Like the first text we sent to one another this morning was like, yo, we get the pod today. Like, oh, yes. Wow. I mean, I'm, like I'm truly, I'm, I'm sure a lot of your guests on this podcast are fans. I'm a huge fan of this podcast and what you do. <laughs> I really am. I, I love going on podcast walks. I'll put in my AirPods and just listen. I did in the first episode I listened of yours, which was Charlotte as your guest. Um, I was walking throughout Scottsdale and I was looking at um, Camelback Mountain and I just was walking and I was just taking in the scenery and listening to you guys and like shaking my head when I really got it and being like, holy crap, when like Charlotte told me about the marathon story. And mm-hmm. um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and then when we went on long drives, like to we listened to the Metalwood episode, which was hysterical. <laughs> every cool. 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 Does. cool. cool. So cool. But, um, but yeah, Beautiful I love soul. what you do. So I really hope you continue and just being this voice and I hope, you know, it'll organically grow if, if that's what you want because you're doing what you love. And yeah. uh, I think it's rad. I'm here to support in all the ways I can. Like I said, connecting and all of that is what I love. Thank you. That's really kind of you. Right. Well, should we get into some meat and potatoes? The meat and potatoes. Titers. One of our favorite questions is, and, and I'm really interested in, in coming from a, 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 a person new to the game but what are what are some of your favorite golf smells <laughs> well I, and i heard someone else i think say this it's like grass and because it reminds me of playing field hockey so that's kind of my first one but for me it's the smell of a michilada because i'm usually like oh, running through the course okay. and like, I smell the like tomato with the modello and the lime and the the um wow. rim to me, that is the best golf smell. And again, That's I sick. started playing golf 
kind of with a drink in my hand. So yeah, uh, wrong with that. Be my little Enchilada. golf superpower. There you go. Um, and I, by the way, I love drink. I'm sorry, I love golfing without any alcohol. Um, I, really <laughs> I love. I love, I love drinking. Yeah, I love drinking. I love golfing. But that to me is probably outside of grass because grass is lovely. Um, it and is. it does remind me Fair. a lot of my um, childhood and just field hockey. Um, I mean, I spent so much time on those fields and then ultimately would over time become more turf. Um, but uh, Michelada, me up. Michelada. I'm glad you that. said the Michelada. Can we just talk about like how sick that tequila tasting was that you invited us to? Yo, a, thank you, thank so you. Much. That was so sweet of you to include us in that. And I finished mine. During we the finished yeah, our tequila. My, my, like, my, yeah, my tequila's gone. Instantly. That's why I've got the. That was the such red a tonight, fun yeah. experience. <sighs> I learned so it, much. I, I knew nothing. Let's run about it back. I knew nothing yeah, about truly. tequila. Like honestly, um, I thought I I thought I knew like something. I knew nothing, um, and it was it was amazing. That was so Can much. Can we fun. share one of the fun facts for the listeners? That please, yeah, for yes. those that didn't know, there have been over eight hundred new tequila brands. I think was the statistic in the last mm. year or two. Yeah. Um, but to shout out El Tesoro Tequila, which Tesoro. is a really really quality tequila product. They've been around for 85 plus years. Um, we were fortunate enough to do a virtual tequila tasting with them, which it's interesting because I thought like COVID's over. So like these virtual Zoom thing, but it, it was so fun and it was great because we got to hang with Drew and, you know, got to hang with you, Connor, in Brooklyn. And then y'all got to like see a lot of my friends too, in and out of golf. And people yeah. mm-hmm. so it was, it was really it was fun. Awesome. Thank you, El Tesoro, for those wanting to try a new tequila. Not new, but amazing. one you haven't had yet. Um, do you sponsor truly- podcast? Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, Do they oh, sponsor yeah, yeah. podcasts? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was truly like it, it for us. It was such an honor for you to invite us to that because it really did feel like a window into like Hannah's life because there were right. so many of your like personal friends there. I was just like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. I didn't know is, what to expect, honestly. Yeah, like this, I, it was yeah, so I had no sweet. idea. Yeah. I knew that Brad and Connor were going to be there. But mm-hmm. other than that, I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of gave us the heads up of like, you know, this is a peek into my golf world. But I had no idea what to expect. So yeah, it, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Yeah. All right. Um, next meat and potato sticking on the subject of meat and potatoes. Um, the masters is next month. Let's say you, uh, you know, you continue on your golfing journey. You get really damn good. Break par a couple times, make it to the masters. You win the damn tournament. You got that green jacket on <laughs> the next year. You come back. The dinner is yours. What's on the menu? Sushi. Endless. Let's go. With amazing sake and Japanese whiskey and champagne. And I mean, for those who don't eat sushi, we'll have like something for y'all. But um, sushi, straight up. California roll. Do you have a favorite type of roll? What's your go-to? Oh, well. Or is it a roll or is it do you like what type of sushi do you like? Yeah, types. Um, I really enjoy just like a nigiri, you know, um, this, mm. a nice slab of of nice fresh fish, maybe a toro, um, a, a nice salmon, yellowtail. Um, yeah, over just some nice kind of warm rice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've gone to Japan twice. Um, I'd love to golf there, but it was pre-golf journey. I've been there twice, um, once for personal trip and once for work. Um, and that work trip was wild. I went to a comic con, <laughs> uh, Tokyo comic con. Oh, that would be so fire. Yeah. That's one of my favorite places on the planet. I'm trying to oh go. God, yeah. we got to take GGT to Japan. We G- got to, 
I was going to say, we got to take GGT to Comic-Con. Right. Okay. Let's do we it. We do either, either one, <laughs> whatever. We can and, dress up. And, no, and, and neither one of us tells each other what we're coming as. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Like we will get wildly oh. different uh, <laughs> takes on what we were what we were coming as together. I as love <laughs> that. Wait, we, like we should that. do we should do that. I'll yeah. be don't tell something. I feel like I'm like leaning into Princess Peach the more blonde my hair gets. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like a Mario situation. Yes, okay. a real okay. OG. Yeah. I've seen a lot of yeah, cosplay yeah. in my in my day. Um, yeah, so sushi. That would love be it. so fun. As long uh, as Connor wears a, a nice golfing skirt, I'm, I'm, I'll be happy. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Tom, to me Tom too, Brown, shit. of course. Tom Brown, of course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got that established. <laughs> um, what is the time on the golf course that you've laughed the absolute hardest? Probably after a really hard round that I played at um, Dove Mountain in Tucson. Really hard course. I was with Kelty, and we were nearing, like, the last couple of holes and we just started black. It was golden hour. You know, sun was setting all the, the cacti around us. And we just started blasting golden hour by Casey Musgraves. If you don't know that song, I, mean, I love Casey. So good. Classic. The whole and album. Just taking whole videos album. and just, I mean, I had a really tough day. And so I think it's funniest for me looking back on it because it just totally turned around and I just was like laughing my pants off. That was probably one, but I have to say another was, uh, at Penmar, I did an all girls round and there have been a lot of rounds I played with all my girlfriends of all varying levels, more beginner than me. And it was just Spice Girls, Cheryl Crow, like the most girly music you've ever heard. Fortunately, <laughs> Phillips. five of us in our group. But uh, that was a really fun round. And I'm sure we laughed a lot. Um, it, it was just great. Like next time you all want to listen to Spice Girls on a round of golf, just come with me. It was really fun. All the I mean, I'm in. I'm in. You got the right audience here. Oh, yeah. yeah, you really do. You really do. Yeah. You, you clearly know as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. Say less. We were talking about music. So you're stepping up to the first tee mm-hmm. at your home course, Penmar. What are they? What's in the speakers? What are they playing? Your walk up song. So I was brought back to the the high school field hockey days because we were really into our warm up music that they play in the mm. stadium. Bring them out by Ti was the first yes. song. Mm. Pretty obvious, but I like, I love it. And then the second song, I'm sorry, but I have to say it. And because it kills me every time the, the bark at the beginning, X going to give it to you. Yeah. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> like, so I definitely good. have a lot. I started my career in, in <laughs> and I, there's a lot of that in me. Um, that's probably my walkout music. But then we get that out of the way and throughout the round, it's going to be like, Disco, Rolling Stones. Um, yeah, I'll put yes. in some like sexy French music, like Brigitte Bardot and all of that. But uh, mm. Brigitte Bardot. Yeah, um, we, we need we need a we need a, a golf playlist from you, Hannah. I know. I'd love. I've been working on some like throughout my golf journey. But uh, yeah, I love like the classics. But I'll for my walkout song, I'll I'll bring in like bring them out. Mm. Actually, gonna give it to you. Petition <laughs> yeah. to. Um, Ask our guests to make a guest group golf therapy playlist Ooh, for their next 100%. round of golf. 100%. Yeah. So we'll start this with you, Hannah. Yeah. You'll give we us. Could, we could your, drop it for the episode. It's our really first group golf therapy guest playlist. It well, could be, you know, 
12, 18 15 songs. songs. Yeah, 18 songs. It doesn't be crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did karaoke last weekend and I thought, why doesn't this karaoke place at the end of the night give you a Spotify playlist of all the songs you did? Oh, oh that's a great idea. Remember, Game changer. Yeah. Remember, Game changer. But I remembered the songs I did because I was taking pictures. It was like the big book they have to like scroll through. Right, right, um, right. So I remembered the songs I had done, which is pretty funny. I did. Um, Excellent. Yeah, was on the top. Over, it's over. You know that? Ooh, that's you know a great that? one. Yes, that's a real. Because it was in that's a, a really good karaoke song. Too, and like any mm. song that was in the season of Euphoria just like got me. Like there was that yeah, episode yes. where all the '80s songs were playing, like in excess. Mm-hmm. Do Do you have Do you have um like a go to rotation of uh karaoke songs like the 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 well that you keep going back to uh well i'm not a very good singer so when i karaoke i like to um be more of a lip syncer and just kind of like do some like so i'll usually i get really into like my Mick jagger vibe i'll love to do a stone song just because it it makes me feel so good inside to like just pretend to be them but uh otherwise no and just to 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 get in the body of Mick Jagger, just prance about is yeah. so empowering Pe- peacock, oh. yeah. yeah no yeah, exactly. i'm an awful singer um my, <laughs> one of my best friends Alyssa, is an incredible singer and she has her go-tos and they're like the hard songs yeah they're mm-hmm. like mariah carey yeah yeah yeah, yeah she's like what's what's going on for non-blonde like you know <laughs> that's actually one of that's actually one of my favorites to is do. it yeah. yes let's go i'll whip <laughs> that out that's Lady in my Gaga top three with bradley oh, cooper What's that song? Oh yeah, yeah. Into the sh- uh, shallow. In the, into the shallow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a duet. You can go any any range. You got. You're good. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good one. Uh, Fix I, you, I, Coldplay I, is always up there for ooh, me as well. Ooh. Man, you got you got you go in falsetto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I love just that. go up here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a big uh, summer loving. Uh, Grease. It's um, a good gotta one. Gotta go. Yeah. It's classic. It's a very good one. Yeah, get the snapping. <sighs> All right, so um, we make sure we follow up with you on that playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get we'll get that playlist from you. Yeah, um, we, got, we got time. Hannah, if you were to, I know you didn't play golf when you were younger, but if you were to play a round of golf with a younger version of yourself, mm-hmm. what do you think you would talk about? <laughs> Let's say high school, like hanging out in Connecticut. Field, field, what was what was Hannah. yeah, what was like top of mind for field hockey Hannah that you would want to reconnect with yourself about? Boys and Abercrombie and Fitch and <laughs> the, the diner and what everyone did the night before. I was a social butterfly. That's valid. I was yeah. a senior class president, so I just wanted Ooh, to like know okay. what people mm. were doing, but yeah, like and I always liked fashion, but fashion was like Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, Hollister, right, right, right. Abercrombie. Yeah. Big Puka show guys over here. Yeah. Yeah, big yeah. puka shell. I was an Abercrombie's man. Same. But they're having a comeback. Holy shit. Yo. Come back. Uh yeah. This, Yo, don't this, sleep. This Western shirt is actually Abercrombie. No, I, I have yeah. a ton of this. Yes, they should. Like, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. They the heaviest jacket that I own is from Abercrombie. No, we're all getting like really excited about Abercrombie right <laughs> no, now. No, yeah. le- legit. Like I, I truly want the entire wardrobe of Mean Girls to be like back in right now. Give me Yo. all that. It's all, it's Give me all Hollister. It's all Give me American Eagle. Give me some boot cuts. Give me some boot cuts. <laughs> yes. Give me some spiked hair. Boot cuts or boob cuts, like in, in Mean Girls when they actually cut. The boob cuts. Boob cuts. Oh, boob cuts. <laughs> yeah, boob cuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Should I boob, should I boob cut next uh, Penmar round and just see what happens? See, yeah, see I who mean, notices. See who, who well. shows up to the next round with it. Yeah. <laughs> Influence the influencers. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
what what would you say is your your mortal wound? Which is a tough question. And at first, I said dried mango. Um, that's like my <laughs> food mortal wound. I you can't just have one. Um, for me, on a serious note, um, I'd say my mortal wound is, and I do this when when I'm like collecting people to golf. Like I I'm. I'm very, I want everything to be good and right. And I'm organized sometimes to a fault, um, a little anxious and I'm worried that everyone's going to have a good time. So my mortal wound would be all those things, just kind of loosen up and just be present in the moment. And you don't have to always be the, as much as I love to be the connector and organize. Um, and I love mm. it. Um, it's okay not to. And so that's my mortal wound. And I'd say that totally relates to a lot of the rounds of golf I've organized amongst my friends um, and over time, uh, yeah, like, let's just live, you know, YOLO, you're only young once. <laughs> I would love to have kids one day and I don't have them yet. So like, why, why is there stress? Um, so yeah, that's my yeah. wound. Love that. Well, Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And if you want to live and let live. Yeah, please. Let's <laughs> all do it. If you want to organize a round of golf, <laughs> you know, in the near future, I'm down. Uh, I, I would be happy to. We'll maybe we'll um, we we can talk about uh, we'll talk about my mortal wound on the course. Yeah. You know, we yeah. can we can listen to some stone, some Rolling Stones. We can listen to Ti. <laughs> we can listen to you know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll pour up some Micheladas. You know, we'll we'll make it happen. <laughs> and maybe I'll take your spinning Jimmy if I only Oof. had one Michelada. Oh. Yes. Top down cruise. Yes. Brad's like, that's I'm actually here. what I really wanted. So. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much for your time and everything that you've brought to this session. Truly a pleasure and a joy. Thank you. I hope there was enough golf. Is it weird that I'm, I'm like, did we talk about golf enough? No. no we, we never talked about you. golf. Deep we, in yeah, golf and yeah, you taught yourselves. We we've had like we've had two or three podcasts where we went really deep in golf, but yeah, okay. mostly yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's just the connecting point between what we talk about and and you know who we are. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, we're excited to see the journey of Ginny. We're excited for for Hannah, and yeah, thank you so much for for joining us tonight. Thank you, thank you so much.